How to sight in a variable powered crossbow scope next on the crossbowexpert.com show. Welcome to the crossbowexpert.com show. One of my favorite parts of doing a podcast is answering questions that we get all the time. And probably one of the more common questions we get is how do you sight in a variable powered crossbow scope? Now, one of the big advantages of a variable-powered crossbow scope is the ability to sight in your crossbow precisely at long yardages. Some of the more popular ones are the Hawk XB1SR. We sell a lot of those. The XB30 is another super popular one. And you've got the Excalibur Twilight DLX, uh, the Excalibur Tac Zone, uh, the 10-point Range Master. Those are some of the more popular variable-powered scopes, but there's other ones out there. A lot of rifle hunters that are switching over to crossbows are used to variable powered scopes on their deer rifle, but they use them differently than a variable powered scope on a crossbow. For example, a lot of rifle hunters are going to set up their scope at low magnification when hunting in the woods. The shots are going to be closer, the deer are going to be closer, they want more of a field of view so they can really see what's going on in front of them and, and get that deer in that sight picture. They'll use a higher magnification when hunting in open areas. Maybe they're going to do some western hunting where shots might be taken at longer distances. It's good to have more magnification. You can see the animal better and just be more accurate with the gun. But with the variable powered crossbow, once that magnification is set, you're not going to mess with it again. The rifle scope in the example I just explained is typically a single reticle scope. Now a variable powered crossbow scope, most of the time they're going to be multi-reticle scopes. There are some that are single reticle scopes and in that case the information I'm about to give you probably doesn't really matter. But the magnification of these scopes create an optical illusion of moving those reticles closer together or further apart depending on how you move it. And this is going to allow the scope reticles to hit at different ranges no matter what the speed of the crossbow is. You're also going to notice on those rifle scopes the magnification dial is numbered with the level of magnification. So if it's on 2, then you've got 2x magnification. If it's on 7, then you've got 7x magnification. On a crossbow scope, those numbers are going to correlate with the speed of the bow. So usually your numbers will say something like 285 and will go up to you know, 410, depending on what the scope is. Some of them go higher, some of them go lower. We'll get into that a little later on. Now at crossbowexpert.com, we get a lot of questions about do people need to have their crossbow shot through a chronograph to properly sight their crossbow in? And the answer is no. You don't need a chronograph. And really, I don't think a chronograph is going to do you much good anyway, so I wouldn't even bother with it. All you're going to need is a target and a way to measure yardage, and I would prefer that you use a rangefinder. Keep in mind, even if you have a 100-foot tape measure, you're really only going to be able to accurately measure out to 30 yards with a 100-foot tape measure. So a rangefinder is going to be the best tool to use. The first step in this process is going to be to sight your crossbow in at 20 yards using the turret caps to adjust or using the turrets to adjust for your windage and your elevation. You can set this magnification at whatever you want. It's not going to affect the point of impact at 20 yards. So literally you can set that speed dial at however you want. It doesn't matter. 
Now, once that crossbow is zeroed in at 20 yards, you're probably not going to make any more adjustments you're using the turrets. Definitely not with the elevation. Sometimes I've found that if I sight a crossbow in at 20, and then it may look right on at 20, and then I get out to 40, and maybe my windage needs to come you know, one click right or left, depending on where it hits. But you're definitely not going to touch that windage or that elevation anymore once you get it sighted in at 20. So now you're going to move the magnification of the scope to the speed you think your crossbow is shooting. So let's say you believe your crossbow shoots at 350 feet per second. So set the scope to 350 and then shoot it at 30 yards using the second line on your scope. If the arrow is consistent, consistently hitting low, turn the speed lower. If the arrow is consistently hitting high, you're going to move that speed setting higher. Continue this process until you find the correct setting for your crossbow scope. If you think you're going to be shooting at longer distances, I would repeat this process again at 60 yards or the furthest distance you believe you're going to be shooting using the appropriate reticle. There's going to probably be a, some slight adjustment, but as long as you're on right there at 30 yards, it's not going to be much of an adjustment at that point. Now it is important to dial in the crossbow at 30 yards before you try to adjust at longer distance because if you think your crossbow shoots at 350, you set that at 350 and then you shoot at 60 yards, <clears throat> if you were off on that speed, you're probably going to lose some arrows. And most crossbows I've tested shoot a little slower than factory specs and if you're shooting different arrows or you've got some different field points, that crossbow could be shooting significantly slower than factory specs. So make sure that you shoot it at 30 yards first. Get that number roughed in so you're pretty close. So when you do try to shoot it at 60 or 70 or wherever you're happening to shoot it at, that you're not going to lose arrows. That At least you hit the target face and then you can make your adjustment from there. Now again, once that setting is where you want it, there's really no, no reason to change the magnification while you're hunting. If you do move it for a closer shot, the movement's going to throw the point of impact off for every distance except for 20 yards. The 20 is going to stay the same regardless, but keep in mind, if you move that, the rest of the reticles are probably going to be off until you go and resight it in again. If you do change your arrows or the weight of your tips, you're also going to need to repeat this process. So let's say you know, you're shooting 100 grain broadheads and then you decide to shoot 125 grain broadheads, you're going to have to recite that crossbow in because the point of impact at the longer distances and even at your 20 is going to change. Um, I've also had people ask me, you know, what about my practice arrows? Well, you should be practicing with the same arrows, at least the same type of arrows that you plan on hunting with. You know, it's not, this isn't a game where you're going to want to use cheaper arrows or practice with them when you want to hunt with. Your point of impact is going to be different. So you need to shoot the same arrows or at least the same type of arrows for practice as for hunting. The other thing you may want to keep an eye on is going to be string stretch. As the string on a crossbow stretches over time, the speed generated is also going to change. And this is going to lead to a change in the point of impact. String stretch is generally going to be gradual but you should shoot a few arrows before each season to make sure that crossbow is hitting where it was the last time you shot it. A short practice session during the season is not going to hurt either especially if temperatures change and 
we often see it um, in the vertical bow world, and I'm sure it happens plenty of times in crossbows, that if you've been hunting in 50-degree weather and all of a sudden there's a cold snap and you're hunting in zero degrees like we do here in Wisconsin, and that can happen. It can go from 50 to zero in a day or two. And you're out there hunting, that could have a, an effect on everything that's going on with your bow or your crossbow. So if you have a big change in weather, it doesn't hurt to go and shoot a couple practice shots, make sure that everything is still on, and if you did get some string stretch, you can make your adjustments. But generally that's going to be something that you're just going to have to keep an eye on between seasons. So if you had it out during turkey season, and now you're, going to, you're getting ready for deer season, take a couple shots, make sure everything is still hitting where it was. A lot of times we see this string stretch happen between you know, deer season and turkey season, or if it's a hunter that only hunts in the fall, stores the crossbow in January and then pulls it out in August, they may see some significant string stretch. So make sure that when you're getting it out and you're getting it ready for a new season that you are at least putting three or four shots through it, make sure that it hits where it was hitting the last time that you hunted with the crossbow. Anyway, the reason that I believe this system is going to be more precise than shooting through a chronograph is really simple. The speed and weight of an arrow is going to determine the point of impact. I said the speed and the weight of the arrow. I can shoot a 400 grain arrow through a chronograph at 350 feet per second. Then I could take a 440 grain arrow, shoot it through a different crossbow at the exact same speed, 350 feet per second. Both crossbows and arrows would have the same chronograph reading as the arrow leaves the crossbow, but their point of impact is going to be significantly different at the longer ranges. So as, as you can see from this example, a chronograph is really not going to help you achieve the precise accuracy that you're probably looking for. It may help you uh, be in that ballpark where that speed dial should be set, but if you're really looking for precise accuracy, which is the reason that you probably bought the, the scope that you bought to begin with, the range method is going to be the best method. Our customer of the day is Mario from Louisiana. Mario just picked up a six-pack of 10-point Pro Elite arrows, and I'm assuming that Mario is going to do some practice shooting, getting ready for deer season. It is early July, but before you know it, you know, we're going to have some seasons opening. I know we've got some friends that are headed up to Canada to do some bear hunting in mid-August. So the clock is a ticking, and the 4th of July has already passed, and things are going to be heating up, not only in the temperature readings, but our hunting seasons are coming as well. Well, thanks for listening. I appreciate it, and we will talk to you next time.